Hello and welcome back to the TTOT, to Tani Talks OT, the show here on Season 6 where we talk the OTP, the OT perspective from the day, for the day, in order to get you on your way. Unfortunately, and fortunately, different things happened over the weekend, over the past few days that I always like to talk about, especially whatever happens currently in my life. Unfortunately, my friend lost his mom, she was not very old. And he was a very good friend for many, many years, even though we went to different states and we've been in different places. And even though we kind of lost out of contact, out of touch, he's always been a very good friend, a best friend. They say about a best friend, even if you don't talk to each other for years, if you come together and you talk after a while, it's as if no time passed. And that's the case. So when I heard from my friend himself, he WhatsApped his whole phone that unfortunately he lost his mom. I did whatever we could that... Um, my wife and I tried to run over to go afterward to try to make it to the funeral in time. Unfortunately, we missed it just by 20, 30 minutes. Then we ran over to the cemetery to make it in time. Thank God we got the last couple of minutes. And then they went on their way, and we, we were able to make it. And um, we eventually also made it after... The Shabbos after the Saturday night, we had babysitting, so we ran over with a couple of friends to go pay a shivakal, which is basically comforting the mourners, comforting the people who lost someone. There's a fascinating process in Judaism where every aspect of our life is controlled and is di- directed and dictated by the Torah, by the Bible, by the sages, how to go about things. So the burial, the funeral... Usually there's eulogies when it's after a holiday. The eulogies are cut down after the whole process and the, the dead is buried and they say a special kaddish and the people involved bury the dead and there's a whole procession of what to follow. They come home and then they sit for seven days. Really it's less because the day of burial counts as one and the last day you only sit for a few hours. And then really Shabbos cuts it out. So really it's like four or five days of actual sitting. You know, someone, God forbid, passes away on Monday. Then you're only sitting really till that that following Sunday, it's not even seven days, and they only sit for a few hours, and the day of the burial is one day, so a couple of days where people come in, and they stream in for the shiva, we call it the, the seven days sitting, and people try to give stories and comfort the people, the, the minyanim, the, the quorums of people to pray the morning, afternoon, and evening prayers, pray in the house, and they bring food, and they're not supposed to shower, and they're supposed to sit on low chairs, there's a lot of elements involved. So my friends and I came to pay the visit and to try to give a little comfort to him as well. And even though it was a long trick, trek, even though it was a long journey and d- difficult to get there, I think it was very important for us to show up. And then my wife was able to talk to his wife for a little bit, and we actually were in his house, and his dad was there. His dad also saw me at the burial itself, and he comes over and he says to me, Why do you look so familiar? I feel like I recognize you. I know you. I just can't remember your name. So I said one word to him. I said, Tani. And he said right away, his eyes widened, his eyes took an understanding look to them. And he was able to say, wow, I heard the first letter. I already knew who you were. Many, many years ago, my friend was um, one of the best friends I made in high school. I went to his house early on. I remember his mom's cooking was very, very yummy, very delicious cooking. I can exactly picture in my mind what his mom looked like. And when we went to the, the Shiva house to, to visit my friend and to give him some comfort, I saw a picture of the whole family. Obviously, she looked older and grayer, but still could recognize exactly who she was. And then at the Shiva house also, after sitting with my friend for a, for a little while, a couple of minutes, 20 30 minutes we went over to the to the to where the father was sitting with his friends and we were standing in the door when he looks at me and he says this was a good friend of my son from high school days and i know where he comes from and 
You know, I saw him at the the barrel and I couldn't remember his name. When he told me the first letter, I recognized him. I remembered him, which is really nice to hear. There was a room full of maybe 12, 10, 15 or so people so that we know when we go and we show up to people, we could bring a little solace. We could bring a little comfort to people. We don't know oftentimes what to say, what to do. Jewish law dictates that when you show up for someone who's sitting shiva, who's a mourner sitting for a family member, you're not actually supposed to speak first. You're supposed to wait for the mourner to recognize you, acknowledge you, and talk to you which is really proper respect, proper derech eretz. Anyway, and we were able to offer a little solace, a little comfort, and I asked my friend if he has food and, and you know, where, where his father was staying. The father is staying with them for a little while. It's just easier for everyone to sit in my friend's house. And oftentimes in life there are difficulties and some things we don't want to do. For me, the most difficult mitzvah of all, besides for going to a, a funeral, we should never know from such things, besides for going to a shiva house, we should never know from such things, Going to make a shiva visit is actually one of the hardest mitzvahs for me to do. I myself lost my dad when I was nine. I lost my brother when I was 20. So I, of course, have been on the receiving end twice. Once when I was a little, little, little kid. So not really understanding what's going on. Another time when I was a very young adult. Not fully appreciating or understanding it either. But to make that visit, I guess, reminds me of death. Reminds me of the fragility of life. And I find it a very awkward, very difficult thing. But... We did it, and we did what we could, and oftentimes, you know, if you can't make it to the actual visit, you could give a call if you want. Sometimes there were Zoom visits during COVID, during the, the major pandemic, but we want to comfort those around us, those who lost people, those who lost people in their lives. We should never know from such things, and even if it's difficult, even if it's hard, even if it's, you know, very tedious and and a real trek to make it out there. I think in the long run, it's a good thing to do, and it's a proper thing to do, even though it really took the whole night, basically, of, and we needed people to watch our kids so that my wife and I could go with my two friends. It still seemed like the right thing to do and felt like the right thing to do, and if we could offer solace and comfort to others, that's really what it's all about. From an OT perspective, we want to make sure for other people that their life is functional, that their life is occupational, right? We want to make sure we're using our time right. We want to make sure we're using our time in a way that is functional and can help others. And if people need the comfort, even if you don't say anything, you just show up. Sometimes just showing up is almost good enough. And in life, how good would it be if everyone could just show up for others and help others in their life as well? Join us next time as we talk the OTP, hopefully a little more Happy of a topic, not as morbid and sad and tragic a topic, but it's always important to talk about many different topics in life here on the TTOT. And I'm your host, Tani.